Because too many people are wandering in the wilderness. Because too many people are sitting in the valley of the shadow of death. Because too many of our conversations are laced with conflict and bitterness, we light candles. Because people all over the world are suffering, including right here at home. And we're too often distracted to notice, we light candles. One for hope, one for peace, one for joy, and one for love. May the light from these candles overwhelm the world. May the light from these candles illuminate the valley of the shadow of death. And may the fire from these candles burn away whatever would prevent God's love from being born among us. Friends, be not afraid. Even now, that's right, even now, God's love is overwhelming the world on earth as it is in heaven. All right, uh, today's reading is Matthew 17, 14 through 20. When they came to the crowd, a man came to, a man came to him, knelt before him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has epilepsy and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured from that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? He said to them, because of your little faith. For truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. I want to welcome you all here. If I haven't met you yet, um, I, I apologize for that. I usually try to make the rounds, uh, but we are, we're, we're quite full, and so it's hard to get back there. I, I see people that um, usually sit in the back and you're in the front. And it's, like I said, must have got here late. So, <laughs> but um, my name is Trevor. I'm the pastor here. And I just, uh, I hope that you feel welcomed here. I hope you feel comfortable here. And, uh, oh, hi, how are you? He's back from the service. Wow, good to see you. Um, I'm seeing people I didn't even see during that time. So, wow. Um, it's, I'm just glad that people are coming home for the holidays. We're glad that people are here with for the holidays. And I hope that in a sense, you feel home here. Um, it's a wonderful place to be in this church because uh, we believe in three things. Loving God, loving ourselves, and loving our neighbor. That was something that 2,000 years ago, people were still trying to get their heads around. And, and unfortunately, we're still trying to get our heads around today. In fact, what it takes is faith. Faith is a tricky thing. It's a really, really tricky thing. We want to have that certain thing of like, uh, you know, if this just happens, then I'll have faith. We want it to be kind of conditional because we want it to be that simplistic. We want it to be almost black and white to where we can say, I believe in this, so that must be the thing that I, that I, that I have. God, if you just make this happen, if you make this team win, you know, boy, Nebraska lost a lot of faith this year. But if, if you just make that happen, you know, I, I'm with you here. But sometimes it's a little bit layered than that. And we see this 2,000 years ago where Jesus has just been with his disciples, you know, and they were on the mountain there and all that kind of stuff. And he's coming down from the mountain. And uh, I'm going to check this microphone here. I think it's, uh, it's off. Okay. Um, 
they're coming down from the mountain, and they have another group of disciples that have been out and about doing God's work. And they have a person come up to them, and they say, you know, my, my son, it's a father that is truly in love with his son. And he, he's desperate. And he says, my son has epilepsy. He, he's, he's prone to, to fits. And it, it causes him to go into to, to water. It causes him to even fall into fire. He's, he's scarred. He's, he needs your help because your disciples could do nothing. And this is one of those times where Jesus shows that he has feelings too. We, we always see Jesus as this stoic, you know, uh, image, uh, almost a non-feeling. But Jesus got angry. He got frustrated. And many times he got frustrated with his own disciples. And this is one of those times. He looks at his disciples and says, how much longer do I have to be with you boneheads? Are you kidding me? You know, he's, I was just on the mountain and I come down here to this. Why? You had one job. Why can't you do this? Why are you just like this? And then he says, how much longer do I even have to be with you guys? You ever said that to people? My wife says that to me all the time. <laughs> but it's true. We sometimes share our frustration. Sometimes we're afraid show that frustration, but Jesus was never afraid to show exactly how he felt. He, he would be an awful poker player because you could read his hand every time. He was that honest. And sometimes he says things that aren't pretty, but they're honest. And I start thinking about that. When I, when I look at that, I think, okay, you know, he says, you know, if you had the, the faith of a mustard seed... You would be able to move this mountain over here and say, the mountain, just, just move over here, and it, and it would do that. But you're boneheads. You're not listening to what I've been calling you to do, and you're not listening to what I've been asking you to do. So he takes the son. He says, come here. And he heals the son. And the disciples are just like, you know, they, got, they just got hollered at, you know, and it's just like, oh, this is embarrassing. You know, and they, they pull him aside and they say, why, why couldn't we do that? And he said, because your faith, you don't have enough faith. If you had enough faith, you could do this. This is something that we run into sometimes. Uh, and it's been distorted sometimes into what we call prosperity gospel. Where people say, if you have enough faith, anything that you want... Anything that you desire from a mountain being moved to a new job, to a new boat in the driveway, a new car in the lake. No, that would be a new boat. You know what I mean. The, you would have that if you had enough faith. And what happens is people get attracted to this because they want those things. And they're telling people that if you just come to this church, you will, we'll, we'll show you how to get those things. And then they show stories of someone that's had this miracle happen, and they show this story about somebody that's got this job and is making oodles and oodles of money and all of this kind of stuff, all because of they had this faith. And then they don't mention the people that are going through really troubling times. And they feel like they have faith, but they're wondering why... Why am I not getting what that person's getting? 
Why don't I get that? Why didn't I get that job? I prayed. I, I prayed very hard for it. I, I, I read the scripture. I, I pray. I, I feel like I walk with Christ in my life, and yet I still have this thing going on. And that's where those prosperity gospel people will tell you, well, you just didn't have enough. They'll, they'll quote this, this line from, from Jesus saying, you know, faith of the mustard seed. You just don't have it. That's why you didn't get that job. That's why your spouse left you. That's why your marriage didn't work out. That's why you didn't get that parking space. That's why, that's why you have that incurable disease. We've done a big misservice when we quote Scripture incorrectly. One thing I want to point out is that Jesus was talking specifically to his disciples during this time. He was talking specifically to them because he had given them a charge. He had given them an order. He had given them what he wanted them to do. He does it a little bit earlier in Matthew 10, 7 through 8. He said, as you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those with a skin disease. There were no zits in the time of Jesus. <laughs> and cast out demons. This is a little bit different because it's not their wish list. It's Christ's wish list. It's the instructions that Christ gave specifically to his disciples. This is what I want you to do. I'm giving you the power to do this. So go do it. And the frustration is, is that he knew that he gave them the instructions and the means to do it, and they still weren't doing it. That's why he's so frustrated. It's not because they uh, have this genuized faith. It's not a prosperity thing. It is a assigned task that Christ gave to specific people. And they failed him. They, they feared it. They, they, they got doubt in their head. Every single one of us is, is called by Christ, I believe, to do specific tasks. We, we are called to do something in this world, to make a difference in this world, to, to help spread the message of Christ in this world. And some of our, our tasks are a little bit different. Sometimes my task is a little bit different than yours. That's why we, we bring certain skills to the table. We, we bring certain talents. We bring certain things that make us unique and make us whole. And then we come into a community and we share those. I can't do this thing, but you can. So we come to this community and you do this thing. But I can do this thing and you can't. So we do this. That's our calling from Christ. And we confuse this sometimes with a wish list. We, instead of the disciples knew that they were working for Jesus Christ. We have morphed our religion into thinking that Jesus Christ works for us. That we can get anything that we want. That we can get a, a car. I've been wanting a Jeep Wrangler for many, many years. Still hasn't happened. <laughs> As you know, uh, uh, many of you know, if you've been going to this church for a while, my wife, Allison, uh, is um, in the hospital right now. And she's been there for uh, a while, uh, back and forth, uh, since November. Uh, what you don't really, really know is how close 
we came to losing her in November. By the time that she got to the hospital, she had sepsis really bad from a wound in her upper thigh. And she had a blood infection. And she had blood clots. And so by the time they got there, we got to the hospital, they got to work, and she was gray. She was having trouble breathing. And I prayed. It's what I do. Um, I'm surprisingly not a pastor because of the money. <laughs> I, I feel like I walk with, with Christ. And I prayed. And she was able to pull out of that, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, she has a... Um, uh, she, she's in a wheelchair, and her spine is uh, titanium. It's fused. And her infection has gotten down to the, the titanium in her spine. And so right now she has a handful of very smart surgeons and doctors uh, trying to figure out what they do. And in the meantime, she's in the hospital, uh, which stinks because I like being with my wife, Allison. Um, and it's at that time where you think, you know, I'm praying here. Where's this, where's this split second miracle? I have faith. I have, I have faith at least the size of a mustard seed. Why isn't this happening? Why, why can't this person just be well? I pray every day. You know, those prosperity gospels, they'll tell you. You just don't have enough. But I see a lot of people here that have gone through some, it's been a weird couple of years for a lot of us. I've gotten to know so many of you, and I know your stories, and I know that you have gone through struggles. You've gone through fears, uncomfortable situations, health problems. And some of us have lost people that we love dearly. Is it because we don't have faith? I challenge that. I challenge that greatly. I'm reminded of the, the charge that Jesus gave his disciples were to do that specific task. It's a little different when you look at the task that Jesus gives us. The broader task. It comes from Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's our task. That's where we measure our faith. That's where our job is. We continue to pray for people. We continue to pray for those that are hurting physically. We can continue to pray for those that are hurting spiritually. We can continue to pray for those that are struggling emotionally. Because our task is to share the love of Jesus Christ with the rest of the world. You know, it's funny. Every single person, this is a secret, but every single person that Jesus healed in the gospel, 
They're dead. They are. Even, even Lazarus, who he raises from the dead, you know, removes the air freshener from the tomb. He eventually died again. The, the boy with epilepsy, they died. The, the point of what I'm saying here is that it's not a black and white thing. Our faith is not a black and white thing. And Jesus wasn't curing people as a black and white thing. He was showing people that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And our job is still, as it said, to show that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So how do we do that? If I can't cure my wife, does that mean that I have no faith? And does that mean that I should give up on my faith? I, I don't see it that way. I, I don't see it that if I have the ability to, to have the faith that I can just start moving mountains. Why aren't the Rockies in Nebraska? I mean, there's some faithful people here, you know? Just wanted it for the weekend, you know? Just why, you, you know? There's sometimes when God says, you know that mountain thing? Please don't take that literal. Stop moving mountains. What my mission is for you is a little bit more important than just the willy and the nil. It's about sharing the love of Jesus Christ. It's about sharing the love of Jesus Christ. I did pray for Allison, and I do believe that she was saved in November. We, we actually kind of, she wasn't feeling very well, and we went to, uh, she, we called her doctor. It was a weekend, and they said, better just go to the emergency room because there's no one in the office. And that saved her life. And I have her. It's not great. She's not here right now. But we have each other still. But even if I were to lose her, it would be devastating. But I still know that God would be walking with me. I still know that even in that hardest time, that tragic time, that time that would just devastate me more than anything in this world, I know that Christ would be walking with me. That's faith. That's faith. Do we have faith that takes us through the good times when we get what we want? And do we have faith that gets us through those struggles when it doesn't seem to change as quickly as we had hoped? Do we have that kind of faith? Because that's the kind of faith that Christ was talking about 2,000 years ago. Tell them about me and let them know that I'm with them. Every one of those disciples, tradition tells us they had a very, very rough life. Very rough. Beaten up, abused, martyred for their faith. So our faith isn't measured by the comforts that we have. It's by just knowing that we have what it takes to endure, to, to walk with Christ through this, and to know that Christ is with us. We have that kind of faith. You know, five years ago, I was told that I needed to start a church 
this has been quite a measure of my faith because there's, there are some people that uh, were part of that initial uh, group of people that uh, said, let's, let's start this thing. And I can assure you that every one of us at one time thought, I don't know if this is going to happen. You know, I don't know if this is going to go. And there were many times that I walked away thinking, I suck. <laughs> no one likes me. I don't want to do this. I, you know, uh, and I look around today. I see people that I, I married bringing in their new child. I see a, a wife that has put up with a husband for over a year. <laughs> I see things like the hygiene kits, putting together meals for families that need them. I see people leading children in children's ministry and soon will have a child of her own. Did their marriage too. I've seen people come here from faraway places. I've seen people join us online from other countries. I've seen a community of God. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. We're doing that. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're doing that. Teaching them to obey everything. That's that message of love. We're doing that. And remember that I am with you till the end of the age. We're doing that. Have faith. And know that Christ is with you. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, thanks. Amen. Please remember that you are loved exactly as you are. And let's go out there and do the same for our neighbor.